Welcome back to the Monica Matthew Show. Happy Friday to you. This is the 3rd of March, 3rd day of March 2023. 3, 3, and 23. 3, 3, and 3. Those are, those are numbers for me, and I don't play numbers, but how many of you are like woken up at 3.33 in the morning? You're like, oh. <laughs> What is going on? Some people think that's the witching hour. I tend to look at it as, okay, I have an opportunity to roll over and say a prayer. What are you trying to tell me, Father? That's how I see things of that nature. Welcome back to Life, Love, and Liberty. It has been a very interesting week here in the Matthews household, to say the least. I am coming to uh, what is the completion of... My partnered fast, and I partnered with a particular ministry um, for the first three days of the third month of 2023. And there were certain declarations uh, that went forth, and there were certain seeds that were planted in the heavenlies and here on earth, which I firmly believe in. I believe that our words do have the power of life and death. Um, And we can cause, and we do cause wounds and inflict wounds upon others, even if they're not in our proximity. Even if they're people you don't know, even if you're just tweeting about it, even if you're posting about it, all of that can still have far-reaching implications. And also, uh, the word says that we will be held accountable for every idle word we speak. And as a wordsmith, That is really concerning for me because I spend my life talking. And I don't always say holy things. That's for sure. But all you have to do is really swipe at someone you love. Swipe at someone you admire and respect and, and adore. And, and then you see the fallout of that and you realize, wow, it's not even about being right. This is about being godly, right? This is about love. This is not, this is not about right and wrong and, and performance or not. This is straight up love. And so as you're going into the weekend, I really want to encourage you to reconcile those accounts from the week, something I believe we should be doing daily. I do try to do that myself. Certainly for the past three days, it has been a consistent time of reconciliation of my specific uh, personal and professional accounts, just relationships in general. And, you know, what is my attitude? What, where, where do I stand? What's the position of my relationships across the board? And if they are less than where I would like them to be, what is my role in that? Right? 
And if there's a fence and, and the person will allow you to make amends, I want to encourage you to do so. So I read this beautiful uh, statement that someone who's in one of my Bible uh, app groups uh, put out on his Bible app feed, I think a few years ago, actually, and I read that in yesterday's show, and it was so beautiful. Um, and, and, and so that, that thought kind of elongated today it, uh, after speaking with um, a friend of mine who is also in ministry. This thought of, of love and what love is and what it isn't, right? And so many times people believe that they can't quite measure up, right? They have to get it right. Uh, again, we talked about this a little bit yesterday about the spirit of religion will always drive you, right? Like you got to do, 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 perform, perform, perform. And, and some people, you know, that's just how they get on with life. And, uh, and, and it ends up being a very unhealthy and unsatisfying life, to be honest with you, the people I've ministered to. Um, but we were talking about how love, and this was my revelation actually today with the Holy Spirit, um, love is not about measuring up. It's about making a willful choice to lay your life down for another. That is it in a nutshell. He did it for us. That is the same expectation. And that's a really scary prospect for most people because you have no idea how the other person is going to respond. And then that becomes, you know, a, 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 a well, if you do this, then I'll do that, right? Then you're constantly living in fear. And so I'd love to see the body of Christ get to the point where we are so rooted in who he is and therefore who we are and the image and likeness uh, of whom we are made and created and we are shaped. We go from glory to glory. We don't come into this rebirth just fully perfectly packaged and neatly bow tied up and and we're just ready to go be perfect little Christians and the world will tell you otherwise. The world points fingers and they sneer at us and jeer at us and they command and demand that we act a certain way at a certain point. If you say you love Jesus, why aren't you doing this? And then what we find is the body of Christ does the same thing. Because we don't really have an understanding of what it means to love and to be loved and to receive his love. We really don't. And so you're always going to have a temp- you'll always be tempted to count your offenses rather than trust in the power, the redemptive power of love until you reconcile with the Father that he laid his life down for you. And love has no fear. Perfect love casts out fear because fear has torment. You talk about tormenting spirits. Fear has torment. And when people don't feel in, or they've been conditioned through life through or generationally speaking on a cellular level or both, when people don't believe 
that they're loved or worthy of being loved or, or they love could drop at any moment. Um, and they're not unconditionally cared for and loved. That is a constant position of torment. There's torment that comes with that because it's fear, right? But perfect love casts out fear and perfect love requires relationship building with the author himself who is love and it requires risk (laughs) and above all things it requires humility it does and that too is a risk and i can tell you now judging by my twitter feed that i literally got on for one minute and i had to get off i could not believe some of the things that i've seen in my feed just the language people use, disgusting things that people say about women and body parts. And I mean, I'm just like, wow, this place has become a sewer. It's been a sewer for a while, but it, this is like a dumpster fire within a sewer, within a toilet bowl and an outhouse and literally coming out of the bowels of Satan himself. <laughs> That's what Twitter is right now. It's horrible. And so I thought... No one, even if someone extended the olive branch, I think most people would choose to choke the person with it. And that's kind of funny, but it's really sad. Because if we're doing that publicly with people we don't know, because we think it doesn't matter, even though it does to our father, we are definitely doing that on some level in our own lives. Because as I've always told my daughter, Whatever you do in private, you will inevitably do in public. So unless you're living with two or three or four faces, you, whatever you're portraying online is a large part of what you're bringing into your personal and familial relationships and professional relationships too. It's just that your professional relationships will cost you more, right? It could cost you your job your reputation. There's a lot more pain there. <laughs> um, and so you weigh that unless you're hiding by, well, I'll, I'll leave that alone. But yeah, speaking of, I have a little bit of a, a little bit of a, a testimony, right? Cause we overcome the enemy by the word of our testimony, the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. So if you do follow me on Twitter, I tweeted a few days ago to the giants in my life. And in some People, things, institutions, organizations are, in fact, uh, trying to erect themselves as giants in your life, and certainly in mine. And so I recognized that, and I was very encouraged by a particular word, and I tweeted it. And I said, and because I, I was led to that word, and I said, you know what, I'm going to plant the heavens, and I'm going to plant the earth, and I'm declaring this over my giants. And it's very Old Testament, and there's a word for that, and I always forget what those prayers are called, but there are specific prayers to the Old Testament that are always kind of like, you know, like I joke about praying like David, that the earth will open up and swallow people up in it. And sometimes I actually have, you know, prayed like David, and admittedly. Um, And then I remember, okay, I'm supposed to be blessing my enemies and praying for those who spitefully use me, all that, or the other way around. Either way, it's not supposed to involve opening up the earth and swallowing my enemies. So, my enemies, 
So I, um, but this one, I was like, oh yeah, oh yeah, this is it. This totally bears witness with my spirit. And do me a favor, Father, don't take them out. Don't take them out I because I want to see their fall. Don't take them off the earth. I want to see them implode in upon themselves. And I declared it and I decreed it. And I realized today that one of those giants unfollowed me. And I was like, there you go. That is called a retreat. That is someone who has retreated. And anyone who knows anything about Twitter and the ecosystem of Twitter and the currency of Twitter, if you unfollow first and you are in the, in the heat of battle, it means that you have retreated. Okay. I have done so. Sometimes I just think people are retarded and that they got to go away. So I just, I, they got to go. So I'll, I'll block you because you're, or you're a bot or whatever. You post nasty stuff. I don't want to see it. I, I will try to uh, mute an account. If that doesn't work, you're being blocked because I don't want to see your crap. So, but this was different. This was different. And I recognized it immediately. Immediately. That is such a beautiful part of, of dwelling and, and abiding in Christ, in dwelling within the Holy Spirit, is that when you pray and you declare and your hope is alive and you are watchful, you will see those prayers come to pass in one fashion or another. You just will, especially when it is in alignment with his word. It must be according to his riches and glory, right? According to his word. And so knowing who I am and whose I am and knowing that I am anointed and knowing that it's not in someone's best interest to touch our father's anointed ones, and knowing that I am a widow who he looks after specifically with wide open eyes, right? And does protect me and does defend me. And I have seen some interesting things occur in people's lives who have falsely uh, accused me professionally, who have come against me uh, personally in my, my, my family life. Um, it, that's been very interesting over the past 20, where am I? 22 years as a born again Christian. And I don't ever gloat over that. It's actually very sobering because if that applies to me, that applies to others. I may be unique in my father's family, but I'm not special. <laughs> and if I am most days, I'm riding the small bus. <laughs> so, uh, but I have seen some interesting things occur and when I saw that retreat, I thought, you know what? That is absolutely the smartest thing you could have done. And I recognized it as complete and total surrender at some level, spiritually. Now, this person, guarantee you, has no idea on, on what level I believe. They have actively... Um, pursued a torpedo campaign against me and my ministry. Uh, it's been pretty libelous. It's been, you know, defamatory in nature and it's been consistent. 
And people think that I've gone silent this week because I'm capitulating. I'm, I'm, I'm backing down. I, I'm not even concerned about that whole thing. Um, I, I've literally been in the secret place this week, and I've done a, a lot of hard work that really has nothing to do with them or him or her. Nothing. So I, I am doing warfare with things that matter on behalf of people that matter to me. And, uh, yeah, but I, I hope that encourages you. You know, in this day and age of people are just so caustic, vitriolic, hyperbolic. I mean, it's madness, madness to really calm yourself and center yourself, ground yourself, right? This is a great time to do it this weekend. Um, you know, I've got some some pretty interesting things coming up this weekend or into early next week that I'm very excited about. I great anticipation. I've planted word seeds around these things and I am um very excited. And you know, I just want to encourage you to remember that you were created to be loved, to to have needs. And some of those needs only your father can really fulfill to the extent that they need to be filled, right? Some of those wounds are deeper than others. and But he's always interested in that, always interested in that, always interested in fellowship. So look around you this weekend. Look around at the people you have been entrusted to care for. Look at the hearts and the minds and the souls you have been entrusted with in your family, your friends, your neighbors, your coworkers, your colleagues, your employees, look around and, and pray about who needs what. What do you have in your storehouse, in your hand, that you can pour out to someone else around you? What are their needs? Do they need comfort? Do they need an ear? Do they need a loaf of bread? Do they need 10 bucks? Do they need $1,000? Do they need a ride somewhere? Do they need their lawn mode? Do they need someone to watch their kids so they can go have a date night? Simple, simple things that ultimately take the edge off of people. They take the porcupine pointy edges off of people. And so that they can be, you know, loving, caring citizens of this country. Because we keep saying that God is going to turn things around. (laughs) And I laugh whenever I, when I, when I read that or, or see that, not because he can't or he won't or doesn't want to, but it's kind of like people in marriages who I've, I've ministered to over the years, and they are like, well, God's just not in our marriage. I just don't think God's ever been in our marriage. <laughs> and I'm like, well, that's interesting. Let me ask you, it, are you, are you, quote, doing this, 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 and that? Like, are you working the word? Are you bringing the word into your marriage? Are you bringing love into your marriage? Forgiveness and mercy and grace and compassion, patience, you know, hope, joy, playfulness. What are you sowing into your marriage? Because all of those things I just mentioned are Yahweh, otherwise known as God. 
All of those things are him. So if you want him in your marriage, if you want him in your business, if you want him in your relationship with your kids, you have to bring him with you. If you are his seed carrier, if you are his light bearer, if you bear his image and likeness and his spirit, then it is incumbent upon you not to wait for others to show up with, quote, God. But that is, that is your honor. That is a gift. If you have one person in your life who loves you, who cares for you, who is selfless regarding you, that is God. That, that is Yahweh. All day, all long, Elohim. Period. And so if you're not bringing that into your marriage, you're not going to see him in your marriage. You're probably going to see a bunch of other things that never lead to life. Trust me. They never lead to life more abundant. They lead to wounding, piercing, hurts, divorces, awful. I mean, just awful, demonic, you know, manifestations of of loss, of loss. So count your losses this weekend and also count your gains. Who, what is, who are your gains in your life, right? Who are your losses in your life and can you remedy those? And first, going to the Father to remedy those, right? Because that's where those losses are are made whole, is through wholeness himself. Remember that. Now, a place where your retirement account can be made whole is at monicaprotectswithgold.com. I do see more of you are going over there uh, to inquire, which is fantastic, and I do hope you qualify um, because you see what's happening with regard to the digital currency. You understand uh, what's happening globally, economically, and you also understand, I believe, that we are at, on the, at the precipice um, of some interesting downturns, according to people who are actually being honest with you about your finances. All-time historical deficit. All-time historical. We don't even know where our money is going to Ukraine. Over $100 billion, and we got Nazis and ISIS and mercenaries and you name it, they're all over there fighting in our name. We, we've got allegedly people proclaiming that your kids, my kids are going to have to go overseas and fight this stupid non-war war, wag the dog madness. Um, all of that affects markets. And guess what that means? Your portfolios are up and down, up and down, mainly down over the past 12 months, up to 35% for some people. Now, if you think you have enough time to recover and you're okay losing what you've socked away for your retirement, then by all means, keep it right where it is. But if you are ready to do the godly thing and protect what's yours, simply inquire. That's all you got to do. Inquire. Someone will get right back with you at monicaprotectswithgold.com. Also, please check out the organization that I'm a part of. Got some cool things that are about to launch next week. Very excited about. It's called LibertyOVE.org. LibertyOVE.org. Speaking of loss, trauma represents loss, loss of wholeness. 
loss of peace, loss of sleep, loss of joy, loss of love, loss of relationship, loss, 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 loss of identity, right? A lot of people are wrapped up in shame and guilt whenever they're dealing with traumas, traumas that were inflicted upon them. And uh, whether it's through war or emergency situations or family abuse, uh, history, whatever, uh, relational abuse. So trauma does equal loss. And I, and I love the fact that we are, I personally um, deal with trauma in ministry. That is not what libertyove.org does. There's a protocol in place, which you can go read all about, that deals with the actual brain itself and how the brain functions and processes and holds on to trauma so that you are effectively stuck. And if you are a first responder, military, personnel, active, and or veteran, uh, please, by all means, reach out. Law enforcement officers, please reach out. Uh, there is a free protocol for you to tap into. Uh, you simply fill out your forms at libertyove.org, and someone will get back with you as soon as possible. If you are not part of the group that I just mentioned, you are still welcome to fill out the form at libertyove.org, and someone will still get back with you. So not wanting to leave anyone hanging in the wind, dealing with desperation in the way of trauma. But I loved what a dear pastor friend of mine reminded me of today, that all trauma is loss. It all equals loss. And you all, myself included, we all have been reconciled to life more abundantly. And the enemy knows exactly how to cause loss in our lives through people, through circumstances, situations, emergencies, wars. So go get your life back. LibertyOVE.org. All right, guys. You know what to do. Go enjoy your weekend. Reconcile your accounts. Hang out with love. (laughs) I'm going to go do my thing. I love you guys so much. I really do. I'm very grateful to be here with you. And I do bless you this weekend. May your weekend be abundantly blessed with love and peace and righteousness and joy. Be good to your neighbor, beginning your own mirror. And remember, if you're an American, act like one.